Left. Right. Yo, what is up, guys? Thank you for joining this episode of Sip Talk. Today, we're talking about Facebook. Is Facebook evil? Is it uh, net positive on society? Uh, are more wars caused by Facebook, or do you think more wars are averted, or more violence? Um, we, I think we get at, we stay pretty light. We don't go too, too deep, too, too crazy. We definitely don't go off the deep end, but we have uh, some good pros, some good cons, and a quick, uh, we get started with some current events. So if, uh, if you're watching close to the date of posting, you're listening close to the date of posting, uh, let me know what you think about what's going on with the, uh, uh, with NASA and, uh, with the Facebook stock and the Squid Game Netflix show. Let me know what you think. I'll see you guys on the other end. Thank you always, as always, for joining. And uh, please subscribe, comment, like this episode. It helps us out. It helps us grow. And it helps us uh, helps us come up with more content to continue to share. We like doing this. I hope you like listening. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 This is Sip Talk, episode 140. My name is Justin DeGiulio, joined by James, the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. James is a philosopher, an accountant, a bartender, and a professional referee. James, nice to have you. Sitting there in the shadows. Yeah, it's good. I'm guessing you got your computer in uh, dark, dark mode or something like that. Yeah, it all depends on what I have my second monitor looking like. Oh, you now you're bright. Change now it to you're a bright. white screen and all of a sudden. Yep. Yeah, the second monitor is. Yeah, the I need research. to do something better with the lighting. The second monitor is the yeah, research. Yeah, that's the research department. department. <laughs> um, so I think, uh, yeah, I didn't want to do a, I didn't want to do an episode about this actually, but I, I kind of caved at the last minute because I, I kept coming up with more ideas to talk about. We'll, we'll actually see if it makes it an hour long tonight. But I said, you know what? This actually is something I think we can we can dive into. I don't necessarily know that we're prepared to defend both sides of this argument, though. Uh, I think I think I fall on one side of it and you fall way further on that side of it. So today today we're talking about whether or not Facebook is good or bad? Is it? A, is it a net? You know, I think we can all acknowledge that Facebook has pros and cons. Uh, <laughs> but uh, is it net positive, net negative? Uh, I already know. I think where we're going to fall on that. But again, it's 2021, and what would the world look like today without social media? And I, you know, I'm kind of equating Facebook along with like MySpace. Uh, back in the day, like, you know, those things I believe would have morphed. You can't make that comparison, though. But I think, yeah, but I think where they would have morphed to today would be something comparable to Facebook. So you can't compare Facebook to the next closest thing, MySpace, and then compare it to the 2007 version of MySpace. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that like Facebook today versus MySpace, even at its peak, it's still not comparable. Yeah, but but also I think for the sake of the discussion, also for the most of the time we're talking about Facebook, we pretty much mean Facebook and Instagram and uh, well, Facebook owns so much now. That's the other thing. Yeah, so 
couple of things about Facebook. I, I want to talk about some current events and, and we'll talk about Facebook to get started. I want to talk on a few other current events because I think they're interesting. And Let's we'll hit the uh, other current events and then we'll wrap right, let me, back let me, around let to me, Facebook. Let me get started with, with Facebook because this is what I, I wanted to find the article about this. But basically, Facebook was developing a kid's platform that was just for kids like an instagram so, for kids yeah it was an no, instagram. It, facebook already exists for kids um well, yeah, it was, but it was an instagram for kids which was basically just like the pg version and anything that was above pg 13 was going to be banned and edited out which is a difficult enough task but they felt that you know they were at least capable of doing it when they endeavored on on that venture however uh, there was an internal whistleblower from Facebook that came out and said that Facebook was aware of its negative impacts on teens, which I didn't, did you, you so you're, you heard of this article, I'm assuming not article. You heard of what happened a little, I honestly, I haven't paid attention too much to it. Um, like if, if you're talking about the lady who went on 60 minutes, like yes. three days ago, exactly. Yeah, so she went on sixty minutes, and I think she may also be in court somewhere. I don't, I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but basically, she's going to get a lot of attention, and and that, and that's fine. Yeah. So, but apparently, Facebook knew that it had negative effects, and Instagram had negative effects on on teenagers. But if I had asked you a week ago before this lady, you know, did what she did, I said, "Hey, do you think uh, you think Facebook has a positive effect or a negative effect?" And kids, I think pretty much everybody. Oh, my answer. You know what my answer would have been. I know you're in, Well, I'll let you say it so that people who don't know you know what you're saying. Oh, well, my answer would be that, yeah, it's it it's not just harmful to some teenagers. It is catastrophically harmful to some teenagers. Okay. So you feel that way. And I feel like the majority of people would say, yeah, you know, it's probably not a net positive that kids, you know, and, and just, you know, teenagers and people in general are on Facebook that you could, most people would probably equate the more hours a day spent on Facebook and Instagram, the, the lower, the quality of the perceived quality of life would be for those people that are spending all that time on, on Instagram. So when this lady came out to me, it wasn't really news that Facebook knew this because I assume that of course, Facebook knew all of the negative impacts of Facebook and Instagram because everybody, it was common knowledge that. It well, was here's, I think the news is not that it's harmful. It's that Facebook had clear data available to them to show just how harmful it was. And from that data, you can draw conclusions as to what things you could improve about your platform to make it less harmful. And Facebook chose not to implement those because it would negatively impact its profitability. That's the news. Well, that's not the he what the headlines are reading. One, but also but that's the implication. Yeah, but also hi, Calbanes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you got a, another uh, nice comment there too. Um, I, don't, I don't see it. Yeah, Russell, Russell, show. What are you drinking down there? Still looks like a Heineken. Same thing I always drink, which is Bush Ice. All right. Um, and uh, I got a little tequila here. I'm going to level myself out with some uh, club soda as well. But but the thing is, Facebook has to deal with a certain amount of negativity and negative negative impact on people. 
to continue to exist. And they can't implement things that are just going to make that go away entirely because then they go away entirely, uh, you know, the way that they are right now. But, but then, so then what happened was the stock prices dropped very fast. And then, what is it, Tuesday today? Yesterday, Monday, in the morning. The day after the whistleblower comes out. Facebook shut down. Now, we, I haven't really seen anything that's definitively explained why Facebook shut down, but they, you know, they said well, they crashed. And, and yeah, I shut was, down implies that like they, they ceased business or ceased operations. It's their, their website experienced a pretty large outage. An outage, yes. Uh, but it appeared that they had been uh, a victim of some type of cyber attack. So, uh, you know, that was really, kind of, is yeah. that? Uh, you know, some of the articles that I read. So basically, I, I was just I kept searching like Facebook down and different variations on that. But it, all the articles were about the Facebook stock that, well, that was down so much. Yeah, exactly. But well, yeah. The two are related. Hmm. But they didn't come out and say, yeah, we were down for for 14 hours today because we were trying to make it a better user experience. Their, their, their response was we're doing everything in our power to bring us back up. Well, yeah. And also, like, if there were pretty much any time that a website goes down for server maintenance or anything like that, like it's always regularly scheduled or planned or something. So like they'll send an email out to you saying like, Hey, our servers are going to be down from 1am to 2am or something like that. So like in any video game that I played, any website that I use regularly, they'll, they'll let you know, or it'll be on a regular schedule as to when they go down being down for like 14 hours yesterday or whatever it was clearly it's not something that they were doing intentionally yeah or, or like or apparently not. it was it was so bad that like um like people trying to go to work at facebook couldn't even like badge into the building wow so like they oh. went to like hit the door with their like rfid badge or whatever and the doors just wouldn't open so wow so i didn't i didn't hear that but Facebook, who owns Instagram, so Instagram is also down, but also who, who owns WhatsApp, which is the world's probably number one communication uh, device or whatever you want to call it, software. Uh, so a lot of people couldn't communicate. Facebook also owns Facebook Messenger. And I can tell you, we get a substantial amount of business through Facebook and Facebook Messenger and Facebook Marketplace. And all of that dried up yesterday. On a similar note, um, they also own Oculus Rift, the, the VR headset. Mm -hmm. So anybody that owned a VR headset, this is far less serious because I don't think too many people's businesses depend on being able to use a VR headset. But if you wanted to play video games in VR using the Oculus hardware, you couldn't do that yesterday, um, which to me seems really stupid. But mm -hmm. that's also why when I was looking to buy a VR headset, um, Oculus was not on my list of things to buy because I knew that they were owned by Facebook. Do you uh, do you have a VR headset? I did. I, I I bought one and then I used it for about two or three weeks and then just didn't like it, so I sent it back. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it it felt like it was a technology that was about eighty five percent of the way there. It was really really cool when it worked, but there are all these little flaws that individually weren't serious enough to make it unpleasant. But when you add them all up together, 
you're just like it's not quite there yet it's just frustrating to kind of use like think about like cell phones in the 80s yeah yeah like which the technology was you know effectively very similar but it just it wasn't totally usable you know? right it, it was something that you say i see where they're going and this has a lot of potential but it's just not quite there yet yeah um so yeah so actually we can talk about the oculus for a second because um i had the facebook portal which is a camera attachment that acts as a smart tv hub so it's a smart tv with a camera interface and you could call people who have facebook and you can video call them like a FaceTime call or like a Skype or what we're doing right now on Zoom, which is pretty cool. You can, you, I think you can get a few people in there, but one, the hardware, super cheap. The remote control just feels like a cheap piece of plastic and it has like three buttons on it. Um, and then the actual software interface is terrible. There's no apps. They don't even have access to YouTube because of course that's a competitor through Google. So the only way that you can really do anything is you can play these really crappy games where you move your body around and it does like the story time with cartoon characters. Um, or you can watch Amazon Prime, which I don't know how they don't have YouTube, but they have Amazon Prime. Um, so, you, you know, I watch Amazon Prime on, on one particular TV, but, you know, to, because that's it's actually better. The, the TV is like 10 years old, but it's still better than that smart TV's own interface. But otherwise, mm. it's it's just garbage. Uh, which is, uh, it's just, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna respond to one uh, one of Rosh's comments with the VR headset. Did I try to use the the VR headset for porn? Like, yeah, I couldn't get it to work. That was one of the things. Is like the software suite wasn't the easiest to work with. So like, I couldn't get VR to work in some games. Couldn't get it to work in like certain Windows applications. So yeah, you know what? If they want to make uh, VR headsets better, make it easier to watch porn on them. Uh, actually, that was not Rosh's headset. That's from uh, a- uh, Adian Lovey. I know. Oh, okay. Just just making that v- very clear. Um, yeah. yeah I, I think, you know, if, if you enable some type of porn operation, the technology would come pretty, pretty far. You know, we went from, from uh, fleshlights to real looking sex dolls uh, pretty damn quickly. So. Yeah, there's also a price difference. Uh, and didn't we talk about uh, how these these sex dolls are uh, pushing the AI technology? Have we talked about that? Not really. I wasn't aware that AI had a big role there. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. It, no, it's a thing. It's a thing. So, and also, that's not something that I really want to see AI implemented for. Like, we'll be right. teaching the machines the wrong things. All right, so so uh, real quick, because because uh, I want to kind of get into how Facebook's changing the society r- very very quickly, and this interconnectivity we have through social media is this huge catalyst and change that you you know it's change is happening really fast, and it hasn't ever happened this fast ever before to the magnitude that it's happening now. Changes happen fast, like the industrial revolution, but uh, you know, but I think you take the industrial revolution type speed and then you kind of couple it with societal change in like the 1960s. And then you put that on steroids and that's what we have happening now. Cause you know, we're definitely having some social progress if you want to call it that depending on who you're talking to uh, or who's talking uh, you know, it's definitely affecting social change. However, I want to talk about Netflix real quick. Have you heard it's number one right now, this TV show on Netflix called squid game. 
Heard of it. I uh, don't have a Netflix account, so I haven't watched it. So, so Squid Game is uh, is this? It's like a eight or ten part series, and it's basically this island where they recruit all these broke or in debt or impoverished people. They bring them on this island, and they don't exactly know what they're getting into, but they go to the island and they end up playing these kids games, like playground type kids games. However, they're life or death. So right off the bat, episode one, you know, there's a backstory. You get some characterization, but they, they got on the island and then they have to pay, play uh, like stop, stop and go or like Simon says. Stop. Red light, green red, light. Red light, green light. Yeah, there you go. And uh, the people that are moving, like they just, you know, they get on the field. They, you know, she says red light, green light. She goes green light. They're like, OK, let's go. And she says red light. And like two people keep moving and then they just get fucking obliterated and, and shot up. And everybody else is like, holy fuck. And some people just freak out and then they're moving. They get shot. Some people catch on. And now we've eliminated the cast from like nearly 500 people down to like under 300 in, you know, in about four minutes. But it's a it's a it's a very interesting take on on this show. And it's a it's a South Korean uh, TV show. So it's all in Korean with some wonky dubbed over English voices, which. Almost adds, it's an interesting adds take to on how to reduce your production budget, too. <laughs> well, you don't need to have 500 extras, but but still, it was... Uh, yeah, but I, you don't finish with 500 extras. Exactly. Um, but then, uh, I just heard in the news today, there was a pop-up shop over the weekend in France, and it was like, you could play these squid worm game, whatever it's called, squid game games in this pop-up shop. And apparently there's a huge line and uh, it ended up just turning into a massive street brawl, which I just thought was really, really fitting after watching this uh, TV show where they play playground games to the death. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we've spoiled anything. I think that's like the the premise is all we've really hit in terms of like what happens after the first episode. Well, first of all, I haven't seen it. I I read an article about it. No, it's, it's 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 a pretty cool show. Very gory, but that's and there's a lot of complaints about it being gory. So if you don't like gory movies, it's a movie where people get shot up. Don't don't watch it, right? Um, all right. So Squid Game, Pop Up Shop, last last current event. Then we're gonna get into it. I promise. You hear that there's a that NASA's trying to launch a spacecraft to run into uh, something that's headed towards towards Earth. Um, you talking about an asteroid intercept? Yeah, kind of a mission. Yeah. Well, I know that the well the Japanese space agency um, was able to land a a probe on an asteroid or a comet. So, but this is like we're testing to see like how easy would it be for us to rapid response get something landed on an asteroid or. Well, no, there's something heading heading towards Earth in the near future. I guess it last 2003 it came just short of 4 million miles from earth, which doesn't seem that close, but there, this is a test. So gonna... 4 million miles is about, um, 16 times farther away than the moon. Yeah. Well, it seems, it seems close enough for, but for, for me that they could give it a shot. So, um, when it comes to at like potential asteroid impacts on earth, um, that's one of those ones where, Currently, we don't have any way of preventing it. All the ways that you would think of don't really work. Um, just like trying to bomb it wouldn't do anything. Like 
you if you've got an asteroid that's big enough to cause major damage bombs that we have wouldn't really be able to destroy it um the best that they would be able to do is break it up but then instead of having one large rock you would just have thousands of smaller ones so you'd either have one really large explosion somewhere or like a thousand medium-sized explosions all over the place. It'd basically be taking a rifle bullet and turning into a shotgun blast for the Earth. Like, yeah, it's going to yeah. be damaging either way. You're just changing what type of damage it is. Um, but the damage would be about the same. The other ideas would be like trying to fly a rocket and then like have it use boosters to push the asteroid away. The problem with that is that, one, these things are really, really massive. So the effect of like a single rocket engine or something wouldn't be very much on its orbital momentum. And second, you in order for you to have any effect whatsoever, you need to have the rocket basically pushing perpendicular to the direction that it's headed to kind of, to change its momentum. Yeah. And the problem is these things are spinning. So you would need to have like the rocket wouldn't be able to constantly be firing because it would be somewhat random as to when the rocket is actually properly aligned in the right direction for it to even be pushing the asteroid in the right way. I, I never thought about that, the spin aspect of it, but that, that makes, that makes good sense. Yeah. So but what, it sounds like what they're doing here is they're just going to try to ram a big spacecraft into it really fucking fast. Um, that would do very, very little. Well, that's, that's, that's the plan. And I mean, it would, it, it would make a cool explosion but it wouldn't have any effect on whether or not the asteroid is going to hit us. Well, well, I'll have to share that article. I just came across it though. And actually you just brought up the fact that it's spinning as something I hadn't, hadn't taken into account. So that, that, that's very interesting. Let's, let's get into this Facebook thing. Cause uh, you know, I was doing some research and uh, the Atlantic has an article titled Facebook is a doomsday machine. And uh you seem to kind of fall in that category, just thinking Facebook is this catastrophic. So I was having this discussion with my brother yesterday, um, and it's it's my opinion that Facebook is the single worst invention of the 21st century. And why is that? Well, I'll get there. <laughs> um, but I think that in terms of harm that it's caused society, I think Facebook wins. Now, direct harm, probably very little. Because you can look at a company like um, DuPont or like with, that makes like hazardous chemicals that have like dumped chemicals into water supplies or like, um, like tobacco companies with products that give people cancer or energy companies that have been like lying about global warming. And you can point and you can see that there's direct harm caused by them, right? And like, we can argue about how much it is, but you can say, here's something that you did that directly caused problems, right? Yeah, you can look at Exxon about how much oil is leaked into the seas or leaked elsewhere in ruined environments. You could talk about CO2, but where are you going with this when it comes to Facebook? So Facebook, it's a lot harder to be able to look for direct societal harm because there's no Facebook oil spill. There's no Facebook global warming. Um, there's no like Facebook labor abuses where like companies engage in like 
poor treatment of employees. As far as I'm aware, Facebook isn't a terrible place to work at. Besides the fact that they're evil and they're terrible, like the the, the work environment. But where, where Facebook has caused so much harm has been in its impact on people psychologically and its impact on political systems by allowing the spread of misinformation, hate speech, and propaganda to go so completely unchecked. And I think the easiest place to start to point that out would be in Burma with the government genocide of the Rohingya Muslims that are an ethnic minority within that country, where the country is predominantly Buddhist. How is Facebook perpetuating this? So you had people in government positions or like like Buddhist religious leaders posting all sorts of stuff about how the Rohingyas needed to be killed. Like, not just saying, like, I don't like Muslims, I don't like the Rohingya people, but, like, specifically calling for them to be purged. And Facebook was aware that it was happening, but wasn't able to do much about it. One, because they only had, like, four people in the entire country, in the entire company assigned to moderating that space because of the language. They only had four people that spoke whatever language they speak in Burma. Mm -hmm. Um, They only had four people in the entire company that could even speak the language. So they have four people trying to moderate what I would have to assume are probably millions of people using the site in the country. And it's just, that's a, that's a job that's too big for four four people. So, and so they, they didn't take down like the people that were, promoting the killing of these minorities were not being taken down and being deplatformed well, so that they okay, no fair. longer and, can and, reach hundreds or thousands of people with a call to action of violence. Okay. So, so I liken Facebook to a public square oftentimes. And I think that that's the best way to look at social media and, you know, you can have new public squares that pop up and everything's cool they have a fountain somebody's selling some hot dogs and it's good and then there's a protest or a brawl and then the city has to say well you know the city's to blame here because the city didn't have enough police on hand they should have they should have seen this coming but the first time it happens there this is the first time it happened in burma right uh it's not like this it's not like this happened in one day this happened over a period of time. And if you want to use the the public square analogy, it would be like if you have a public square where people are setting up shop doing illegal things, whether it's sex trafficking or drugs or or any other form of crime or whatever, if that ha- happens one day and the city doesn't, and the city immediately responds and clears it all out, people aren't really going to criticize the city too much. If something just popped up one day and it was dealt with, and then it went back to something that most people would agree is normal. The problem is that like Facebook's public square 
has all of these elements that if you analogize to a city public square, the city would have responded to and eliminated and Facebook has. But also, you know, for the sake of the other side of the argument is that Facebook would be a newer city. Right. Still adjusting to these growing pains. That's so, their excuse. But that, the problem they, they, is, well, that, you know, that, that may that may be their best excuse. It doesn't excuse them from it. But but, you know, on the way to yeah, excuses come. And that's and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's all right that it happened. I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm saying what, what are your options here? You just well, el- eliminate all of Facebook or or they, you know, or, or you find them and then who finds well, them? Well, so. All right. So there's there's two things that you you put up there. Like, cause what do you do here? And like the answer of, do you eliminate Facebook? Like my answer would be yes, but that's because I'm biased because I think that even when it's moderated responsibly, the, there, there's still just a generally harmful effect that it has, um, just through its normal use, not even talking about the the you're hate speech about, and the propaganda no, and the that. misinformation i'm talking about just being able to look at all the people that you've ever encountered in your life that you happen to have a connection with on facebook and i i've said this before on the stream but i'll say it again most days that i live are pretty good days if you were to go on a one to ten scale i probably average a six or a seven most days I don't have too many bad days. I also don't have too many spectacular days, but I'm generally pretty happy because I know that most of my days are good, but I'm also not comparing myself to anybody else. Now, if James does uh, not use or engage in social media, so just to clarify. So if I were to be, if I were to go on Facebook and let's say I had a a thousand people that I was connected with somehow on Facebook, and I'm seeing the stuff that they post, chances are pretty good that every single day, one of those 1,000 people is having a day that's a nine and a half or a nine and three quarters out of 10. They're just having a great day. Something fantastic uh, happened to them. Yeah, but you're not going to find them, uh, you know, 70 70 posts down when you you log in and start scrolling. It's going to be one of your top three. Okay. The, well, then, the, this the furthers my argument. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm supporting your argument, but just painting so, you know, the picture here. So now, every time I log into Facebook, my day that's a six or a seven, I'm looking at random people that I know, and Facebook is show is going to be kind of prioritizing sharing the other people that are having nine and a half and ten days, and every single day I'm living a six or a seven but I'm comparing to a nine and a half or a 10 and over time, the, the, the sampling bias is just going to make me feel like I'm not succeeding and that everybody is better than me or that I need to try and show that I'm better than them. And it it just leads to this inferiority complex while simultaneously trying to show that you are doing all the things that you want people to see, even if you're not. So and that's, the, and that's the, why it affects teenagers so much greater because their ability to grasp with real life is either not established or was never there to begin with because this is how this is how they grow up. They they they, they you know right. they, 
they think that every day needs to be this 11 star day, this 11 out of 10 day, or, or it's a bad day because a day that's a six is actually a pretty good day. And uh, I would say in my adult life, the number of days that I've had that rank above a nine, I could count on one hand. I've had some good days, but they're extraordinarily rare. Okay. Now, if you had an Instagram page and you were choosing photos and, and memories and videos to share, which days would you post on there in your, in your curated <laughs> photographical bio? Chances are you're going to be like, d- days that rank five, six, and seven aren't particularly interesting. The days that people post are the ones and the twos and the nines and the tens. Yeah, ex- exactly. Most people don't want to post the ones and the twos because unless they're looking for sympathy. Well, and yeah, exactly. So it's one or the other. But yeah, I mean, I would it, now some of the some of the days that were nines and tens um, were that, but they weren't really post worthy for. Well, reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. So I, so yeah, I think the psychological effect, especially on teenagers, and I don't know why. If, if it's if it's one of two reasons, one, they're just more susceptible to it because they're younger, or two, because they've never really experienced adult life in the reality that our generation and the generations before us know. Now we can get lost in it and be susceptible to it but we can also step back because we understand reality. Well, part of it is one of the main things that you're doing as a teenager is that you're, you're developing a toolbox that you can use that will help you through the rest of your adult life. So if you think about some of the things that you got really upset at, that, that, that totally wrecked your day or your week, when you were in middle school or high school, think about how trivial they were, but how important they were to you at the time. Right? Yes. Yeah, I know. So I know exactly what you're saying. So by getting to experience those things, those what are relatively minor problems today, but you built up the toolbox of how to cope with that kind of misfortune whether it was serious or not, it felt serious at the time, but you're able to kind of experience that in a consequence free environment where like, it's not this really is, held against the, you and it's not, it's not memorialized. So this, like, is the, I, this is the pimple on your nose. This is the big ass pimple on your nose in seventh grade where mm-hmm. you're like, literally like, I'm not going to school today, mom. And she's like, okay, cool. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah. And that's one where, like I, I, I certainly had my moments in middle school and high school where, where things, where I reacted to things way out of line with how I would today. Thankfully, the things that I did back then are not on the internet. My, my stupid reactions to things aren't something that anybody who wasn't there wouldn't would, would know about. Yeah, but and, now, but now we exist less in reality, right, and, and more on the internet where everything is recorded nothing ceased to exist and so that giant pimple on my nose in seventh grade i don't have a picture of didn't post it was just something that came and went nobody took a picture of you nope posted it and circulated it nope right so that's yeah and that's the other thing is that the 
you, you bring up a good point, which is like, but uh, it, it allows other people to also amplify whatever is happening to you. And I can tell you right now that as a 12 or 13 year old, I wouldn't have had the emotional capacity to know how to deal with dozens or hundreds of people all hating on something that I did. And that's, that's something about using social media is that people don't really disconnect, don't understand that it's not real life. Like they have to disconnect online from certain aspects of reality. And, you know, for many people, it is their reality and there's no getting around that. So there's no disconnecting it. It is just their reality. And they exist in this ecosystem of, of likes and attention that isn't there outside of the internet sphere. How do you, uh, here, here's an, an image that just popped into my head is imagine tomorrow morning you wake up and outside your house is an angry mob of like 500 people with torches and pitchforks. How would you react? Well, beats me, call the cops. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's a practical solution. But like the first thing you're going to do is panic and wonder what the hell is going on. So for for teenagers, when someone shares something that they did on social media and it gets attention, like there's that feeling of that angry mob is right outside your house. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, do you remember a few months ago when uh, I was getting basically attacked on Twitter because there was a, a New York Post article that just said, uh, boy shot and killed and there was a picture of two boys one was like a 12 year old black kid and the other was like a six or seven year old white kid and i was and i looked at it and you know i looked at the black kid first and it was like oh this guy got shot and then i looked at the rest of the picture as another kid i was like oh and it took my mind a second to fill in the blanks oh obviously they mean for us to understand this post as the black kid shot the the white kid and then i just commented you know i wish i didn't need to use race to fill in the in the gaps and then people just started erupting on me and sending me hate messages and how they were going to destroy my business because i was racist and i was like i just deleted my comment and was i was like all right i, I you know i got sucked into the ability to make a uh anonymous comment when you're not that anonymous and Again, it was just something I shouldn't have been involved with to begin with. Right. So you handled that in, in your mid-30s with 30-something years of experience of how to handle crisis situations or whatever. I, and and, and it still upset you. And it still and really put, bothered you. And I think that, that into, looking back on it, you would acknowledge that you probably didn't handle it the best you could have. But put that into real context. I said So now imagine you're 15 hold, hold and that up, happens. Hold up. Put, some, put that into real-world real context where I said something that I regretted saying. Now, everybody says shit they regret saying. And, you know, I, I got a, a list of shit that I said that was really fucked up, probably. You know, definitely. But, <laughs> but, uh, um, but yes, it, and I just wanted to clarify, you know, you say it in passing, and then you have the memory and, the, you know, the recounting of other people, if that. You say it online, it's there forever, even though I still deleted it what, well, you know, for whatever it is. there was. Someone can take a screenshot and show that it, was ha that it happened. Exactly. Um, but yeah, at 15 years old, I would have 
freaked out way more. I just came on here and talked about it. Yeah. So I got a list of pros and cons. Uh, I want to run through this list before before the time escapes us. We can dial in a little bit more on, on some of them than others. But uh, pro number one, everybody's connected. Con number one, everyone's connected. <laughs> I know. That's, how I, that's actually how a lot of these read. Um, but con that goes along with that is there's less in-person contact. However, for some people that everybody's connected, there's more in-person contact because it's Friday night. You'd never anything to do. You log into Facebook. Now you found something. Something's going on, and you can go do it. Um, it's replaced one set of social skills with another. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the pro is that you can share with others, but a con is lack of privacy. And it's not just lack of privacy for what you choose to share. It's not like oh, everybody knew I ate McDonald's for lunch because I posted a picture of McDonald's. It's not like that. Lack of privacy. Uh, could mean that, you know, you were in the background eating your McDonald's and one of your friends put pictures and they tagged you eating McDonald's, or it could mean that Facebook has all of your shopping data and is giving that to the algorithms and, you know, whatever. Well, think about it like this. Let's say you go out to a bar and the bar has a social media page and the bar took some pictures of like the environment that night and you're in one of those pictures. You didn't consent to that. Now you and your face is associated with this bar, even if you don't want it to be. What if you were, what if you were with somebody you shouldn't have been with? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly. But on the, on the data thing, actually, I just, it, this just popped in my head and I completely forgot about it. I don't even think I ever told anybody about this, but, I was having a conversation with somebody about anal bleach. They were talking about anal bleach. I was like, what is that? That's not a real product. Well, yeah. and, it is. And, and, and I don't know why we're talking about it. Well, so they're like, yeah, sure it is. You can just buy it. I'm like, no, you can't. So I, so I, uh, I search anal bleach. And then like the next day I'm in a situation where I'm showing somebody my computer yeah, <laughs> makes me think there was, it was a great one. Um, somebody posted, um like a screenshot of their facebook page and it says like um facebook is now just promoting the gay agenda or something like that because it had a whole bunch of ads for like gay things on yeah. his facebook and someone's like i'm pretty sure that those are targeted ads based on your search history <laughs> yeah, exactly um well and that's not limited to just facebook and like i Oh, yeah, it's not do you still have an Amazon device in your house? All over the place. Okay. So I think those things are creepy as ever loving fuck. And I remember one time we were hanging out in your place when you when you were still living in Manhattan. And we were like having a conversation. I don't even know about what. Let's just say it was about baseball. I don't remember okay. what the actual topic was. And we're talking about baseball for like 15 or 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, all of your ads were about baseball. We weren't We didn't use the internet to search for anything about baseball. We didn't like play any videos about baseball. We didn't play any music about baseball. Something else was playing on the device or the device wasn't playing at all. We were just talking about baseball. And then all of your ads were about baseball. That creeps me out. Yeah, that is a little strange. Uh, I'll, I'll um, my roommate, oh, my former roommate, 
was gifted one of those Amazon devices by his sister. And he brought it into the apartment. He says, hey, we got this. Like, where do you want to set it up? I said, get that out of here right now. All, be, all because of the baseball situation? No, I don't trust him at all. I, I, I don't want that. Why? In the, it, to me, I don't see how you delineate between an Amazon Echo device and like the big mirror in the big in, in 1984. Like you're just letting random people listen to literally everything that happens inside your house. Well, I don't look at it as people listen. I look at it as nobody's sitting you know, on their toilet, listening to my conversations, it, it, you know, it goes into an algorithm. And I don't, I, you know, there, there are people at Amazon that can listen to him. That could, she, did, right. not could do. Okay, so the next thing, look, say, look this up. I'm not making this up. I, okay, well, well, I, 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 I'm not completely disagreeing with you. I just think it's unlikely that somebody's just going to sit there and listen to a conversation while the machine's not, it's not lit up. But right, but obviously it does. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been getting ads about baseball the next day true um so another thing i was going to say you can't convince me that's a coincidence a pro is free advertising so if i want to share with my network something about my business i can just throw something up there about my business and somebody might say hey i have that business need in my life um uh, yeah the con is that it makes all your interactions transactional because whenever anybody posts anything it, it has that effect no, it, it has the ability to make a post transactional, but not all of your post transactional. I don't know. The cynic in me says that, like, if I were on social media, anytime anybody posts about anything, I'm going to be thinking, what's their angle? What are they trying to get here? Uh, yeah, true. That's a way to, to be cynical. But also, I think most people don't think of an angle. They, they just don't think at all when they post stuff. Maybe I'm just a cynic. Maybe. Uh, the other uh, a con is. That's a major time suck that people spend hours a day scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, which I think is really bad for you. Um, uh, and then a ne- another con was going to be targeted ads. And that was kind of a pair with the free advertising. We, we did just kind of talk about targeted ads. Uh, we've talked about comparing yourself and your life to others and the, f- and the fact that everyone else looks great. Because what else would you share unless you need the sympathy? Well, um, and there's all the like there, there's entire websites dedicated to like people that post on Instagram and Photoshop the ever loving crap out of themselves to make themselves look more attractive. Yeah, that's well, you know, if you would... want to talk about like body image and stuff and how much it affects women. Well, like, let's have the talk about like how much people are Photoshopping themselves to create literally impossible so you don't spend any time on social media not nearly the amount of time that i spend on social media but i was closest i i I go on reddit but reddit's anonymous and i don't really post i just read i was in japan in 2015 and there were these arcades and one one of this there's a few arcades i passed and there was a popular machine i had to go into one to figure out what was what were these lines of of mostly teenage girls like lining up down the sidewalk to go into this arcade and get in this booth and what it was is a booth that would take your picture and then pr- give you a printout with uh and you could get it digitally sent to you as well and what it did was it made your eyes bigger your skin softer your lips a little more plump and that was immediately before 
filters. And then, so it was basically just a Photoshop booth. It, yes. And now filters are so crazy that you you basically can't tell unless you know what that person looks like in real life. And I can tell you, I don't know many guys that do this, but I do know hundreds and hundreds of women that just every photo of them is fully Photoshopped. Mm-hmm. Fully, like the, it's because women are women societally are told that their appearance is more important than men, and so we're socialized to a much to, to not really care too much about how we look, and women are socialized to care very much about how they look. Yes, in the in the human species, the sexual attraction is really on the women. Whereas, you know, if you look at other animal species, like that, I think it's the peacock, the male kind of flaunts himself back and forth, back and forth. Most, uh, yeah, most other species, it's the males that have considerably more, like, variation, and, and I guess, for lack of a better term, flamboyancy in their appearance. Yeah, and, and it's the opposite in, uh, with, in, uh, that may just be a, I don't know, supply or probably, I don't, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but well, be- there's some deep psychological and, and sociological things going on there. That would be a post that, that would be a topic all in of itself as to why did, why, why, and how do we care so much about appearance? But the reason why it was so much more popular among women is because women are socialized to, to value their appearance at a much higher rate than men do. Yeah, that's, that is true. Um, look at any college guy and any college girl. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's always going to be exceptions to this rule. Yeah, but, of course. But but if if you had to pull a sample, you know, of almost any size, uh, I I think it would be supporting what we're saying. Okay, so another pro of Facebook uh, and Instagram, for that matter, is that you basically get this personal history, um, your own photo album, so you have this. Uh, you know, you have this kind of history for yourself. So that's, that's a positive. Um, negative is uh, fake news and political influence, which we were talking about quite a bit, uh, especially early on. I think that's a huge one. I, I, yeah, I think that's, that's, but again, what, what you said is it's not just one thing bad that's happening. And that's, that's kind of why I'm trying to get through this list so we can get back on to talking about the more important, important ones. Yeah. So, so targeted ads, I also have listed in my pro column because, that's a decent positive in some respects. I see some cool shit pop up that I'm like, that's totally up my alley. And so yeah, there, no, there no are some positives there. Like I'm as a corporation, I, I have lots of ethical issues with Amazon, but unfortunately they provide things that a lot of other services can't. So I do a fair bit of shopping on Amazon. And one thing that I, I actually like about Amazon is like, if I buy something, then I'll get recommendations for products similar to that. That, that um, complemented or that, yeah. Or yeah, that you, and you might it, like in place of it. So I, I think that there certainly is a rule, a role for that. And like, it's kind of mutually beneficial. It helps me find more things that I might want. And obviously on the seller side, it helps people sell their products to people. To people who are actually going to buy them. Okay, so a fake news negative positive is news. So it's some people's only exposure to news, which isn't well, a bad thing. That ties into the fake news that like that positive, I would say is a negative. Oh, it's, because, a total, it's a total net negative because they're they're influenced oftentimes in the wrong direction, but they're influenced at all 
is a negative, whether it's the right direction or the wrong direction. Influence when it comes to news, I don't think is necessarily. But just the fact that that's where a large segment of our population gets most or all of its news is a huge issue. Well, true, true. Um, And then I have what moderators have to watch. So there's jobs where people just sit and look at the worst possible things you could ever look at so bad that these platforms don't allow you to look at them and actively go out of your way by hiring these people to keep you from looking at them. So we're talking That's a job I don't know how you could do. Like, yeah, we're talking about like decapitations. We're talking about like the craziest, uh, just the absolute worst stuff imaginable all day, every day. And then that's their job. That's what they got to look at. And I think there's a decent suicide rate among, among these people. I could be wrong on that. There, there has to be. But it's terrible. But I have a, a, a pro here is that there are moderators. So uh, and then uh, I got algorithms, which we just talked about, both negative and positive. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm running out. So I just want to get through the rest of the list. Uh, another negative is there's not enough moderators, which we actually talked about. Yeah, we touched ago. on um and then i have a pro that everybody has a microphone and then i have a con that everybody has a microphone well uh, when it comes to i want to i want to touch on the moderation thing really quick because moderation's not as simple as just saying this is okay and that's not okay like someone has to be in charge of determining what things are okay to post and what aren't. And there can be significant bias one way or another that you can have viewpoints shut out of a platform that maybe shouldn't be shut out. Like that that could be good for like expanding uh, society and, and social progress, just new ideas. So let me let me just draw an analogy. So like China, I'm pretty sure doesn't have Facebook, but they have there there are there are social networks that exist in China that are effectively run by the Chinese government, and so you can probably do a lot of the same things on those social networks as you could on Facebook, like communicating with friends, wishing people happy birthday, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to political discussion, like that's going to be heavily censored. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that you're not allowed to criticize the CCP. And so obviously Facebook is nowhere near that, that bad in terms of the way that they moderate their political speech and stuff like that. But the, the problem still exists of when you have moderation, what type of content that gets taken down can have a huge influence on the politics of the user base. And you could very easily have a situation where one particular political group is no longer allowed to participate in the town square. Well, I'll give you an example. We've had some videos pulled from YouTube for talking about some of the things over the situation that occurred over the last 18 months. And there were certain words that we used that just automatically had us pulled down, including my conversation about an action that I was considering or not considering doing. And this is, you know, a few dozen episodes ago, but it got pulled because of that. And I thought that it was a pretty decent conversation into what people are thinking. 
whether my opinion, you know, typically I'll, I'll provide my opinion, but we often don't share the same opinion and we can debate and, and, you know, talk on and around that topic. But, uh, but we got pulled for that. So they pull, you know, and there's lots of videos that have been pulled for lots of other things that came out to help with that situation that just because a former president promoted them, uh, you know, whatever reason, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The banning and the taking down and suspending of accounts and posts definitely lean to the left. And, uh, you know, well, well, that I think that there's a lot to unpack there because one argument would be that like people who had like the, the people whose accounts were taken down were probably predominantly conservatives, but at the same time, you could look and say that the behaviors that they were exhibiting were clearly outside of acceptable policy. And so it's not that they were taken down for being conservative. It's because they're being taken down for saying dangerous or irresponsible things more than once. Yeah, but there's also doctors who are kind of discussing uh, new drugs in the market and they had their entire accounts banned. And there were doctors engaging in, in discord about professional discussion. Yeah. So again, that's what that and that's my point that I was trying to make earlier is like when you have moderation, you're going to have cases where certain legitimate viewpoints can be shut out. And I don't know how you correct for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, a couple of things I want to talk about uh, quick before we before we end, because we got uh, just Probably three minutes, three and a half minutes left. Um, is Facebook a monopoly? Would you break it up and how? And what's the internet without community? You can have community without the... I, I, I look at... I, I, I'm on Reddit. And Reddit is kind of at its base anonymous. Like you'll have a username, but virtually nobody on Reddit has their real life persona directly identifiable right, with their a, Reddit username. Now, is that a net positive, though? To me, it is. But it allows people to say a lot of bad shit without repercussion. So, the way, yeah, and there's a big problem with Reddit in terms of certain communities being breeding grounds for, for hate speech and everything like that. And that's but, something that the, the website has grappled with really since its inception. But But... Reddit isn't as deluxe of a user interface as Facebook. It it has a lot of the same features as Facebook, but it doesn't have a lot of the add-ons. And I'm, I'm guessing there's no Reddit marketplace, no Reddit. There might be threads, but, um, you know, and it, it, it doesn't work exactly like Facebook, but it is very similar, but you just have this anonymity factor. Yeah, but you can have communities with without uh, let's circle back to is facebook a monopoly um i would say yes based on the amount of things that they have and like them taking over all like anytime that there's something that could even be remotely conceived as a competitor to them they buy them out look at whatsapp yes fair enough but there's other ways that people communicate outside of whatsapp so are they really monopoly? Like if you look at the Facebook marketplace, they're really putting Craigslist out of business. I mean, Craigslist probably isn't doing the best they've ever done, but they're also doing zero innovation. 
I don't know. Um, and then, and then also, how would you break that up? You just divide it into separate companies for photo, for video, and and you know for messenger. And like, how do you like phone is phone, right? Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, this is something that I would need to think about a lot more than I have because I think one of the things that like bothers me that you've seen go away a little bit is like some websites you have to log in through your with your Facebook account to even access the website. Uh, so those websites I just don't, don't go to. Drives me nuts. That right. That really... So like banning that practice would go a long way. Yeah. Well, we're we're almost out of time. Anything you want to add before we get cut off here? I got a lot more to add, but I don't have four. I, not not in forty five seconds. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. I wish we could get somebody that would really make a really strong case for why Facebook is so great. And and it is a community, and and you know it is a way that people can share and connect. But I think there's a lot of bad shit that goes along with it. Unfortunately. Uh, on that note, we're out of time. James, thank you for joining us. Thank See you, you guys to, in two days. Thank you to Rosh Galeb in the background for sharing your comments with us real time. Adios, everybody. Cheers. All right, that's it. This episode is over. Thank you for joining. But uh, sad news, we got to part ways. Now, if you have not listened to the 100-plus other episodes, well, now, if you're still looking to hear our voice, voices now's a good time to check out some of the episodes of the archives you've got youtube you got audio podcast platforms they're all up there except for the couple that were taken down because we said some shit we shouldn't have uh, but uh that's it i'm out let me know what you want to hear about next see you guys i like pbr i just got priced out of it